Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Surprise your favorite ham this season with the gift that's on their hot list. The holidays are just around the corner and ICOM has plenty of cheer for everyone. Visit ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. And LDG. An LDG automatic tuner between your transmitter and antenna will match impedances and ensure maximum power output while protecting your finals from damage due to reflected RF. To learn more, visit ldgelectronics.com. And PowerFilm Solar. PowerFilm manufactures durable, lightweight, rollable, and foldable solar panels that will take your ham radio setup to the next level, making it more portable than ever before. Visit PowerFilmSolar.com for more information. Square Echo Mike 48. This is 100 watts and a wire. Yes, indeed. As we head into 2019, new sound kicking off the show. How's everybody doing? It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel. You're finding me at the intersection of life and amateur radio hope everybody's good man we're heading into the christmas season actually we're almost at christmas one week away now from the big one the fat guy coming down the chimney to bring you all your ham radio goodies i've gotten to the point where the small things are are really cool too like i'm waiting on a cable that kind of thing makes me excited too I mean, yeah, naturally, but how the big radios. But how many times do you buy a big radio? If you're one of those guys, I consider you a big dog. You know, like, ah, you know, I'm going to get a new 7610 again. Isn't that your second one? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to buy a new big radio every year. I don't know those guys. Frankly, my 7610 will be paid off at the end of the week, and I'm very excited about that. There's something about owning it. You know, sure, you have it, and you're paying it down. Look, I didn't buy the ICOM 7610 with cash. Not in full, anyway. It wasn't like, hey, here's all that money, man. What's up? You know, I had to, had to spread it out. So I had it planned out that at the end of this week, we're good. I want to talk about some of the settings on the 7610 and, and perhaps other ICOMs as well. Namely the uh, 7300 maybe. We'll talk about that in a minute. I've got some big news on the syndication front. 100 watts and a wire is now available on shortwave. Last week I received a call from Ted Randall. Actually it was a 
p.m. a private message asking me to call. So Ted is WB8PUM, Papa United Mike. And he runs the content and fixes the station, the WTW, and keeps it on the air. He doesn't own this station, but he cares for it and his crew. So I want to thank Ted and Holly and the crew at WTWW who have added 100 watts in a wire to their Saturday evening ham radio lineup. Now, if you haven't heard this station, you're not looking for it because it puts out 100,000 watts of RF power. It's coming out of Tennessee. And you can listen for it on 5085. What I do is I toggle between my 80-meter antenna and my 160-meter antenna. And you're looking at a 20-over, 40-over signal coming out of Tennessee. And it's reaching Africa and Asia and all four corners of the world. Very proud to be asked to have this conversation with Ted, who not only expressed interest in running the show, but expressed interest in me. We were on the phone for two hours just talking. And it was nice. So thanks to Ted and the crew at WTWW. And if you're hearing me for the first time and you're curious, what is this 100 watts in a wire? The easiest way to say it is it's this show, 100 watts in a wire, started as a podcast. It's now, of course... Here with you, if you're listening on shortwave, it's also on the internet. There is a network of stations carrying us there on the internet as well. And of course, you can have this sent to your phone. You can subscribe to it, and I encourage you all to go to 100wattsandawire.com. Subscribe to the show there and poke around a little bit. If you go to the 100 Watts and a Wire page on the home page, you can click the RSS feed. This will come to any tablet, any device that you desire. I find that the younger hams tend to have the show sent to them, you know, it comes to their phone or their whatever. Now, the older group, they go right to the website. Either it's fine, it's all good. You'll also find a traveling toolkit we have there. We have a traveling toolkit that was donated to 100 watts in a wire and has made its way across the country and back. You don't have to pay anything for it. This is a time-honored tradition of sharing tools within the amateur radio community. It's much cheaper to make a request for the toolkit to do some antenna work or to build a cable. And all you do is you box it back up. It's got a nice little box. It's got an inventory list. You throw your QSL card in there, perhaps a note about what you are working on. And this thing is off to the next ham who needs it. And that's all you pay for. You're looking at $12. It's so much cheaper than, you know, buying a whole new toolkit. You can also register for a 100-watt ID. Oh, there's a shop there as well. Just poke around. We have activity days a couple of times a year in the spring and in the fall. We have our tune-up in the spring and the fallout in October. So you're welcome to join us there. Uh, as we make new friends here across shortwave radio. Really, really happy. There's a block of amateur radio programming on Saturday night. And it's not this really strict 
box of time. You know, it, it's going to start when it starts, and it's going to go and end when it ends. I love that. A lot of talent there. A lot of talent coming off of the shortwave radio station, WTWW. Proud to be part of it. Again, thank you to all, and I look forward to uh, hearing from you. You can uh, make contact with us. Find the 100 Watts and Wire community at the website, on the Facebook page, and Twitter. Uh, we look forward to that. And we'll be seeing you on Saturday. Listen, it's just a different experience. It's cool to hear this in your pocket, on your phone, in your car, on your commute. That's the beauty of a podcast. To hear it come through your radio, you know, that's exciting. That's going to be very cool. 100 episodes, uh, 180 episodes we are now. I don't think I've had a listener in Egypt. Japan, yeah, I don't know about Egypt, but... A lot of cool people there. Uh, check it out Saturday evening, uh, probably around the 7 o'clock Central to 8 o'clock. You know, just block out some time and listen to what's being programmed. And I think we wrap it up. We're probably the uh, the wrap-up on Saturday. Well, I did a little chasing over the weekend. And I've talked about this. Look, you know, this isn't the most technical show, and uh, I've got young children, and it's, you know, difficult for me. I, when I get in the chair, I get in the chair, and it may not be to break out, hey, CQ, CQ 40 meters, this in. You know, it's not that for me, but if there's something to chase, you know, as much as I'm not just sitting there and doing a rag chew, although I love rag chews when I can do them, it happens mostly in the evening after my kids go to bed, quietly, maybe on 75-meter phone, maybe even early in the morning on 160. I'm not calling CQ much because next thing you know, I, I'm being pulled away. I'm sorry, Randy. Hold on. I, the kids just spilled cereal all over the other kid and thing, and the mama's not here. Aw, Damn. That milk is sticky, Randy. Ah, and then Randy's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I remember one time. And you're like, dude, I got to go get the cereal bowl off my child's head. Randy. Huh? So what I do is I try to uh, focus that energy on maybe doing a little bit of chasing. That is to say there's a special event or someone in a park, or maybe some rare distant entity. Remember, DX stands for distance with Morse code. It is carried over to the phone side of things. We call it DX means it's not where you are. It's somewhere else. It's far away. It's a different country. It's a different entity somewhere else. Well, anywho, uh, the 12 days of Christmas started up over the weekend, naturally going 12 days. 12 different opportunities to work 12 different stations. And it's just fun. There's a really cool one for Route 66. All the different stops along Route 66 you can work. It's a special event. Well, I got into chasing a few of those. Um, the propagation wasn't great. I wasn't you know, doing a great job out to uh, the East Coast. A lot of these stations for the 12 days of Christmas were transmitting out of New York, New Jersey area. There were a couple in Arizona, 
But uh, listen for them now as we get a little bit closer to Christmas. I mean, we are within one week's time. And uh, elsewhere, what was I doing? Well, there was a couple pile. Speaking of pileups, geez, maybe I should take a break. Good Lord. Well, The Last Man Standing, you know the hit show from Fox. This was on another network. It had a great run, went into syndication. Tim Allen is like Captain Syndication. I mean, this guy has been in syndication successfully. I mean, he is a successful TV entity. He appeals broadly. And uh, his shows make it, you know, past that magic point, which I believe is 100 episodes. It's quite a feat. And then he gets into syndication, and it's great. It's running forever, like, you know, your Seinfelds, your I Love Lucy's, Home Improvement. Well, they dropped Last Man Standing, and uh, for a while, maybe even a year, it was off the air. People really loved it, especially in the ham radio community. Just a little bit goes a long way. I remember playing The Grateful Dead years ago in Philadelphia at WMMR. And really, it was just a couple of songs. Touch of Grey, Box of Rain, Sugar Mag, maybe. But you were the station that played the Grateful Dead. I mean, it may have happened a couple of times a month, but you were. Anyway, Mike Baxter, the character on Last Man Standing, you know, is a a ham radio operator and from time to time you'll see him in his shack but very limited this is not a show about ham radio it's incidental that's incidental but he has a kick-ass station there so if you watch the show you may see that right and if you're an amateur radio operator you're familiar with this story already if you're not maybe you know you know last man standing is something else with this thing he has as a hobby Well, before the show goes to tape, they go on the air. I mean, on HF Radio, you can call into the set of Last Man Standing, and it's a functioning radio station. This isn't some prop. It's for real. And there was a pileup last week before they started filming, and a couple of the people I know were there. Amanda, K1DDN. And Ray Novak from ICOM and some other folks were there on the set visiting and working stations. Well, Amanda was working, I believe it was 40 meters, 40 meters, right? And and they're calling, it's a pileup. And I don't think they're pushing any power out of Studio City because, you know, there's tin roofs. There's a lot going on on the set, a lot of lights, a lot of things that could cause RFI for you. But they're trying, right? And they're getting out. And I hear her. She's, you know, she's light. She's light on me. But I hear her in there and these people calling. And I'm not one to complain, right? I'm the guy that's, uh, you know, to each their own. or Yeah, to each their own. But I swear these MF and operators who are, if you cannot hear her, why are you calling? You... Place your call, throw your call sign out there, and wait for her to pick somebody and shut it. Just be quiet. Stop calling. And it's almost like they want to keep calling because they're so annoying, you're just going to pick them to get them out of the way. And I'm sure that happens, and sometimes that works. 
for me, if I'm on the other end of the pile up, I'm, I'm going to be like, look, y'all, I don't think this cat can hear me. I'm going to slide up, get off of this frequency because this jabroni is freaking me out. Anyway, stations were calling over each other. You couldn't hear her. And, and I heard her say, the Tango Hotel station, right? And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, proper etiquette would say, you know, that they now have stopped calling and they're going to let me make this contact. Mm-mm. I make my call. I, I can't hear her. Like, she's coming back. I thought she said Christian. You know, I gave the full call. It was like, what? What are you guys doing? You're, you're uh, st- stop doing it. You know, and one of the first things we all teach and learn coming into this is that you have to listen, listen, listen. Place the call and listen for a little bit. Pick a spot in the calling stations, you know, try to listen to the person's rhythm. Are they taking calls right out of the box, like real quick, like you need to get your call sign? Can't see it. You got to get your call sign out real fast. Or are you counting the three? That's what I do. I count one, two, three, and call. But then listen and find out what pace that she's on. Maybe she's taking callers or he is taking callers on the tail end. Because you always hear the guy at the end of the pileup, Sierra Tango Hotel. Like, as it all ends, and sometimes that's the station they take. Not the first one, not something in the middle with all the power, the one right on the end. But still, catch the rhythm and stop calling over each other. It's ridiculous. Now, I got in the logbook, so I'm not so angry. But at the point, I was like, I posted on the Facebook group. I don't know if I have the contact or not. I guess I'll wait to hear from Amanda and she can let me know if I got it or not. You know, and how many other people don't know Amanda and can't make that call and know? Luckily, last man standing, they end up posting their their log. It's a handwritten log and they'll take a photograph of it and put it up on their social media. So you can kind of see, but that's not the way to do it in terms of calling. You know, cut it out, man. Just stop. Just do make the call stop, get out of the way, and listen to who she works. She will call somebody, or he will call somebody back. And let that person work. Next, you have time. They're going to, basically, they're going to work everybody. And if pileups are so big, say it's a de-expedition, somebody's off in a faraway island, and they're there for a few days, you know, maybe you listen for a while. Maybe your call's not getting through. You come back later, you come back three days later. At some point, they're going to be calling CQ looking for more contacts because they've worked most of the people that could hear them. You know, a little bit of courtesy now. We get into the Christmas season. Don't get my blood pressure all worked up. I got to hang out with people I don't particularly care for this weekend. Damn it. I got to hear you on 40 meters acting like a nut. And I thought about, you know, I should just write the calls down. Right, the calls down, start spitting them out. Yeah, dude, uh, the Whiskey 3 station and calling you out. But, you know, it's Christmas time. Let me go ahead and take a break. I want to tell you what I've been working on. And uh, we'll get these uh, things taken care of. We'll come back and do that next. Negative copy on the Alpha Hotel. This is 100 watts and a wire. For the love of the holidays, the IC7610 the SDR every ham wants and just in time. This high performance SDR 
has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. How about the IC7300, changing the way entry-level HF is designed? This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. Or the ICR30, raising the bar on DC to daylight receivers. Powerful yet easy to use, the ICR30 is packed full of features you have come to expect from ICOM. Or the perfect stocking stuffer, the ID51A Plus 2. It provides new modes for extended D-Star coverage. You can enjoy integrated GPS, an independent AM-FM receiver, and free Android apps. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. It's Christian. Kilo zero, sweeter than honey. Girl. Now, if you go to 100wattsinawire.com and click the Donate tab, you can learn about our sustaining member program. Now, this is an important part of our community. It helps with development, production costs, distribution. And we have sustaining members, and I want to remind them to check your email because some of you are expiring this month. Now, not only do we need the current sustaining members we need new sustaining members and there is a benefit to you when you donate $25 or more for the course of one year you become a sustaining member and as a benefit you receive discounts from participating companies BioNO Power, Radio Waves Antenna, Powerfilm Solar, Chameleon Antennas, MFJ and others and right now is a great time because look you're Right after Thanksgiving, I could tell people were like, see, child, can you hook me up with MFJ? I just, I've got enough money. I need to make that purchase right now. And my XYL is not watching. Just this week, just yesterday, a member signed up wanting to make contact with Chameleon Antennas because they have saved some money and it's Christmas time. And they get a discount. So the show gets a little bit of money in your support, you get a discount, and the participating businesses may earn your sale. It's a win-win-win, so check that out. More importantly, though, there have been some people who expired, and not dead-like, they didn't die, but their membership has now lapsed because I think uh, maybe they didn't check the... Maybe I, I ended up in the junk pile. We're going to send a message to let you know, look, it's expiring this month. So take a look. Take a look for it. And there you go. We've got a new upgrade to announce. David, November 8, Whiskey Alpha Echo is a new amateur extra. Congratulations, David. We know how hard it is. Absolutely. Studying for that test, even if you memorize everything, it's not an easy one to memorize. I think the practical experience of being an amateur radio operator comes after you take care of the FCC paperwork to get your testing, get your license sorted out. Then you can begin. You don't have to build a cable, you know, 
in your testing session, but you have to know Ohm's Law and different things like that. So a lot of people memorize it. Whatever works for you, I believe the practical side of it is after you come out, you find a, an Elmer, we call uh, Elmers or mentors Elmers. Maybe you join a radio club and someone can actually start to teach you what to do. However you get there is all right with us. Uh, if you go to the website and click the upgrades uh, page, share that with us and we'll announce it here on the show. Let me tell you a little bit about what I've been working on, and uh, it's probably high time, I think. With all things recording, being in broadcasting for 27 years, more than half of my life, I've been dealing with audio. And really, all I want is a microphone that handles my voice, gives me the low end in it, and sounds natural. Well, on, on the HF side, it's been difficult for me not to find the microphone because what works here in the studio or on this show or wherever else on stage wherever is going to be different on an hf radio because you've just got you've got different propagation you've got you know the spectrum the bandwidth what you know a big old microphone would be trying to squeeze into what the radios allow you in, in certain microphones certain situations When I tried to put a dynamic microphone on the old Drake TR7, eh, you know, it could only hold so much. I'm holding my hand out like I've got a a small fish. Like I caught a fish this big, and it's about, you know, six inches. Well, when you're dealing with different sort of broadcasting, it's a bigger fish. You hold your hands out bigger because it's a bigger fish. You've got more you can push through and get through. So I was reading the manual and I got a little twisted up this week because I was looking at ALC and setting the mic gain and the compression. And I got to tell you, I think I've been running my uh, 7610 too hot. It comes out of the box with a 50% microphone gain and I think a 50% compression rate. And I'm not sure. I think I was like, okay, well, that must be a mark. And I didn't know. Long story short is I didn't really understand how to set up my mic gain properly within the radio. And I think I just jacked it up a little bit. And I'm like, compression? Well, a little bit of compression is good. I'm not going to go with five. Let me go down the four. Went up a little bit on the mic gain. I thought, this will be okay. And my signal reports are fine. My audio reports are fine. And then I listen back to the audio and I sound thin like, Not like I weigh 110 pounds thin. I I sound tinny and less like you're hearing me right now and more kind of, yeah, like I'm trying to put on a really tight pair of underwear and it's not good, not good. I am like Maurice Gibb, not Barry White. Get the reference? The Bee Gees? All right, Barry White. And somewhere in there is happiness. And that's where, you know. So anyway, I, I did some studying, and I'm looking at the manual, of course, and that's like the last thing you go to. But I think they're very, um, not liberal, but very, and they're probably fine. But they're telling me to do a little bit more than what I feel. Like my gut's telling me I need to do less. 
You know, so you're turning off the compression, you turn on the ALC, and uh, you look at that meter, and you speak in a normal speaking voice just like this, or however you would be working on the air in most conditions. You're closer to the microphone, and you're watching that level going in, and you're looking at your ALC. Well, mine was really hot, man. I was running my rig really hot in terms of my ALC is getting really close to the end point. Like, it shouldn't be that hot. It should be maybe a quarter of the way, halfway at the most. And I was hot. I was running hot, man. Then I notice I switch over to add the compression, right? So now you have got a level on your ALC, and you turn the compression on. Oh, man, you talk about now it goes up even more on the ALC, but the compression isn't even kicking in for me. Like, I could see the ALC make a jump, but the compression meter wasn't even moving unless I was, like, really into it, like, testing, test, like, to get that T into the microphone, which is obnoxious, even to see it move. And I'm like, man, to make it move, I got to turn up the mic gain a ton, 65 to 70% to see the gain move. And I was like, it just doesn't feel right. I see it moving, but I'm running this thing too hot. And then I'm reading both sides. I'm listening to YouTube videos. I'm getting both sides of this philosophy. The manual's telling me one thing. Experience hams are telling me this other thing. And I'm, my gut's telling me you're definitely somewhere in the middle. You're not real low. And you're not real high like that. And I think it's going to vary on different models. Not everybody has the 7610. I'm blessed. I have it. I feel great about it. It's probably the last radio that I'm going to buy for some time now. It wasn't cheap. Cheaper now, but it wasn't cheap. And it's my base station radio, whatever. But I know other ones... Other models, your Yesus, your Kenwoods, your old tube radios, the boat anchors, they're going to be different. But the process should be the same for you. Turn the compression off. Check your ALC meter. Go a quarter to halfway. Don't go past half. I'm thinking don't go past half. May end up pushing you too far later when you add your compression. Turn your mic gain on. And slowly ease that up, maybe 5%. Well, that's where I am. I don't know if that's going to be right. It may be on the lower side. <clears throat> Sorry about that. How'd that sound on shortwave? It's real life. The intersection of life and amateur radio. I had a cough, got it all, all flammed all up in my neck. I'm not cutting this up later. I'm time to edit. So for you who, uh, there is a little bit of a lesson in my trial and error on this is that if you go to the wrong side you go too much on your mic gain or if you're not working your mic close enough man you're picking up a lot of room noise you're sounding like you know it's bad it can be bad all microphones for me are different radios are going to be different mileage may vary but i think those principles have served me with your ALC and your mic gain and adding compression. At this point, friends, you're saying you didn't tell us how much compression you're putting on. I'm going to say little to none. You know, if my compression allows to a 10, you know, I'm at a 2. But I don't even think in this rig my compression's going to kick in. 
you know, I'd have to be screaming into this thing to even activate a compression meter. So I spent a lot of time going back and forth. Really, really hot. And I think this rig is so sophisticated enough, it's not going to really let me make too much of an error here. It's not going to let me go too far away without going, dude. But my, my audio signal coming out in your head before you go ahead and affect it how you want to hear it, you know, because you can shape and EQ the sound coming out of your speakers, right? I've found that my tone has been a little thin. And I hope that I found some solution. It's really hard. I took the uh, web SDR. I found one. Uh, it could hear me from where I was. I think it's in Georgia. I don't know. I can't remember. And I'm recording myself through an internet version of HF radio, but I could still kind of hear the qualities in my voice, and I knew I'm a little bit closer right now. My settings won't be your settings, but the process should be something that you think about when you're setting your mic gain. If you run it straight out of the box, you may be too hot. Eh, you may be low. It just depends, and each radio and each edition may change, but keep in mind that ALC the level on the ALC and where it is without compression, turn compression back on, add a little bit. I like a little bit of compression. I don't like much. And what I was doing when I was running it really hot to even get a signal that was recommended for maybe other radios was running too hot. It's just too hot. It's just too hot. I want to sound like me as much as I can, not like I'm in a tin can and not a muddy mess. There you go. All right, friends, I think that's enough for today. We're going to do a second show this week where I'm going to share some of your favorite Christmas stories. It could be a much shorter show, but I'd like to take next week off. But I still want to give you some of that feedback that I asked you for on the Facebook group. I really asked if you would share some of your great Christmas and amateur radio memories, and then I would share those out with our audience and I'd like to do that it may be a shorter episode but uh, don't want to do it here I will do it uh, perhaps later in the week again thanks to WTWW Ted and the crew uh, WTWW shortwave uh, listen to us Saturday nights on 5085 5085 Put that in your radio at home. Sit there and listen on your long wire and just listen to the sound quality. A lot of great Christmas music there as well right now, if you're into that. And, of course, they've got oldies pumping out. People love the oldies. And their DJs are ridiculous, man. They're these famous DJs from around the, the country. Cool stuff. 5085 Saturday night. Listen for 100 Watts and a Wire. And if you're new to this show, check us out on our website, 100wattsandawire.com. I appreciate you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. Join the 100 Watts in a Wire community. Visit 100wattsinawire.com.